0: That was uh, Amazing Grace. Welcome to our, our second podcast of what's still today being called Dad's Right. That was Amazing Grace uh, in memory of the, of the 22 victims from the Nova Scotia mass shooting. Um, really a terrible incident uh, and something we've got to work towards eliminating in, in our society. Along with us this week is is my cousin Mary. Uh she's joining us from California. She, she we grew up together in in Muskoka, at, mostly at her her dad's lodge on Sparrow Lake, Winona known lodge. And uh she now lives uh in the states in California and we thought it'd be interesting to get uh uh someone who's a Canadian living in the states perspective on on a number of things, but let's uh we can start with the uh, the shooting in Nova Scotia Mary
1: hey James hey Dill. really uh, excited to be your first guest on uh, the dad's right podcast and I think that name's pretty much stuck at this point <laughs> um now that it, now that a guest has used it I think that's about it's it, it. It's it's done. <laughs> good good name um yeah I'm, I'm here in northern California uh just north of the San Francisco Bay area I'm uh for the most part isolating at home in my little uh, apartment Um, but I was just devastated to hear about the mass shooting in Nova Scotia last weekend last uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning. Um, Mainly I mean obviously the loss of life at any time is terrible it was it was incredible that it happened at such a bizarre time in our history right in the middle of the pandemic when people are sheltering in place but this kind of violence obviously doesn't you know, it, it it doesn't stick to any schedule when this guy lost it, he lost it. Um, really upset with the RCMP response. And, uh, perhaps it's because I live in an area where we all get, um, texts from the sheriff on a, you know, daily or weekly basis. We're so used to emergencies here when it comes to the recent wildfires that we've had the last few years, earthquakes, uh, tsunami warnings. We we all receive texts on a regular basis. I get a text if there's just a if there's a fire somewhere in our county or if there's um a police action somewhere. So it was really devastating to know that the police, the RCMP said nothing for, you know, what, twelve hours. Um yeah. How about you guys? How are you feeling about it?
2: Well I, I also I was shocked when I heard that the RCMP withheld the information and um had the ability to send an alert to my understanding and chose not to, um, it, it, the entire thing just seemed to be an absolute disaster, and I really don't understand why, because unfortunately, it's not as if we haven't dealt with this kind of thing before. And with the frequency that it happens in the United States, you think maybe Canada might pay attention and learn a thing or two and prepare, especially our police, for, uh, police force, and especially our supposedly you know, most advanced national police force, but it just didn't happen. And it was bungled. And, um, you know, I like to say an an RCMP officer lost her life in the line of duty. And that is tragic. And obviously, I commend her for her bravery and the RCMP do a lot. But I can't help but think that the, um, the violence would have been severely reduced if the RCMP had been more proactive and I was about to say less reactive, but they weren't even very reactive.
0: Yeah, there was a there was definitely a lag. Um, I I mean, yeah, looking back, it was it was bad. I, they must have had their reasons. Um, you know, I, everybody makes the best decision they can at any point in time. A lot, sometimes they backfire. Although in the, in this sort of situation, I I don't I don't not sure I understand what the reasoning was. I mean, you you got to get the get the information out there like Amber Alerts. They get them out right away. Uh-huh. Half the time they're wrong, but they put them out right away because if yeah. they're right, they yeah. want people to react and start looking the instant that things happen. So so why not treat it the same way? And
1: like I I said, I, go ahead. Yeah, I I feel like we've learned so often over the last few years, and even in terms of this virus, that you've got to get the info out immediately, right? It doesn't help to 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 keep keep it a secret.
0: No, no, and there was a you know the fact that he was riding around in a fake RCMP car and stuff might have been part of what what swayed their decision, but but still, I think it's I think it's the more information you get out the better in, in general.
2: It, it's better it's better to get it out and be wrong and look like a fool than not get it out and people, be right or wrong however you want to look at it and people uh uh people lose their lives.
1: Yeah. And just crazy timing.
0: Yeah. Crazy yeah. timing. Yeah. The uh and the other the other thing it's always, you know, I just want to I think we we talked about, a little bit about this before we before we turn the mic on, but you know, it's it's just always it's always men. And is there some way to uh, to identify it? it? Like you said, and I agree. You know, if you look at nature versus nurture, it's it's got to be nature. It, it it can't be nurture. There's got to be women that have have hard times and and have breaks, psychotic breaks, and and whatnot. But they don't they don't turn to to uh mass shootings generally, I mean there's been a few, but not a lot so so what what 's different
1: I think there 's got to be a testosterone element to the to the propensity towards violence and towards gun violence, especially um, yeah. because of course, as we know, and as we know here in the u s where we have had a record stretch the last couple of months with no school shootings because we 're not in school that 's the only reason um, but there is just this fascination with guns, and there are some folks in Canada, fortunately not as many as here, but there are some folks with that fascination and you know that just when you when you lose it and you've got access to guns, then there there's trouble, right?
0: yeah, and if it's nature, is it something that can be identified? Like is there some way to 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 nail down what gene it is or whatever and and uh, find out who's more prone to it?
2: i have to I have to say I think there is also a a nurture element um because you can point to lots of men and women who were raised in the same household had the same same nurturing by their by their parents and um and you know maybe the the man went on to commit a massive act of violence and the woman didn't um but no. First of all, no two children receive the exact same upbringing. You and your sister did this, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, but uh... I was going to
1: say, James, you raised a boy and a girl. <laughs> and, you know, Dylan was the oldest, and he happens to be an extremely uh, kind and considerate individual, just like you and his mother are. Um, but did you did you notice any differences between he and his sister when they were they were younger, in terms of their propensity to I don't know, anger or, um,
0: what? I mean, I think we were really lucky in the sense that, I mean, you know, Jean and I don't really fly off the handle too much. And, and we tended the kids, they both had temper tantrums when they were younger, but it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I, I, it wasn't, uh, some of the sort of knockdown drag outs that you hear when you're walking through Walmart, right? Our, our, they were both pretty well behaved. Uh Yeah. And I, I I think it was a little bit of modeling, right? Because you know, like I said, Gene and I are both fairly calm. So the other thing is, though, parents,
2: as much as they may try, as much as you may try, aren't the only people raising their children. That's Uh, true. Society, we're all. It takes a village. uh, Yeah, it takes. Sure, it takes a village, but like, um, and especially in the age of social media um, the culture that society creates is, uh, a factor in the raising of anybody. And there is, and it's gotten less over time, but, and it's different in other countries, but there is definitely still an, uh, an atmosphere and a culture that a lot of men grow up in where they're taught to, um, not deal with feelings or suppress emotions or issues that they're having. Um, and, uh, and um, then the only way they can feel they can get it out is through violence because in many ways um, before it becomes a mass shooting violence is seen as a very socially acceptable thing for men to engage in in certain circles um, it's uh, it's not frowned upon unfortunately if in in some circles in some uh subcultures until you get to the uh um e- uh, the massive uh criminal stages and even then it isn't frowned upon in every culture i mean you look at there are so many online just hate groups um that encourage this kind of thing yeah yep all right uh before we move on um It was pointed out to me that at the end of the last podcast, I used the term uh, Wuhan virus when referring to the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus. Um, And so I wanted to apologize for that usage. It is a, a racist term that has been used to spread racism and violence against the Asian community across the world. Um, during this time of crisis. uh, There's no excuse. It was uh, a slip of the tongue, but I should have been more aware and conscious of what I was saying. And uh, I really and truly and unreservedly apologize for that.
1: Um, I thought you said Wu-Tang virus. No,
2: no, 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 no. I unfortunately said Wuhan. I wish I said that. That would have just been meaningless nonsense. Um, so moving on to our next segment, we are going to do another best and worst, which is of course the, of course, from our long viewership, as many of you all know, <laughs> uh, is, is the best thing that, uh, we saw this week and the worst thing that, uh, we saw this week. And of course the worst thing is, uh, the mounting, uh, deaths and, um, victims of of the uh, of the coronavirus and uh, the victims of the Nova Scotia, Scotia mass shooting and so with that acknowledged um, we are going to take that off of the table and hopefully talk about some lighter or at the very least different worst things uh, so for me the uh, best thing I saw this week uh, was probably when the um, when the uh, um, there were protesters outside of Queens Park, which is the uh, sort of parliament buildings of the province of Ontario, for those of you who may not know that we do have a
0: uh, viewership that's uh, worldwide. Mary, we had four uh, percent of our listeners come from the UK. Wow,
1: that's <laughs> amazing! That's yeah. yeah. your uncle John.
0: Yeah, uh, actually, no, it was a couple of old colleagues of mine, um, Jim Pounds and uh, Elaine Lupton. Uh, if they're listening to episode two, hello thank you
2: for making us international
0: yes worldwide podcast
2: yeah
1: but none of your employees um in india are listening
0: uh i don't know you know maybe next time i i'm not sure i'm facebook friends with any of them and i only put it out over facebook so yeah uh, order them to listen for sure absolutely (laughs) it'll 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 bump up the leader the the uh, listenership yeah in another continent. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. Interrupted. Third continent. Go ahead. Yes.
2: So there were these protesters uh, protesting the um, protesters protesting, shocking. That's what they uh, did. <laughs> the uh, restrictions <laughs> in Ontario, uh, much of the much as there has been in Michigan and New York and other such states. That of course, you know, were Canadians. So there was a lot fewer of them, um, and uh, the Premier of Ontario, Doug Ford, <laughs> called them a bunch of yahoos. Which I just—that was great. I thought that was hilarious, and it is the one and only thing that I can say I am one hundred percent Doug Ford uh, on. I'm one hundred percent behind him on that. They are absolutely a bunch of yahoos, <laughs> and.
1: Uh, I mean, I wouldn't give Doug Ford a pass or anything, but he's, he is actually. Um, there have been times when I have have appreciated him. That's um, in this.
2: I agree. I think he's probably been the worst premier in Ontario's history, and the second worst premier currently in the country. And I will not give him a pass on any of the terrible things he's done. But when it comes to this specific crisis, he has mostly been pretty good. And I, he's shocked me. I got to give him credit where credit's due. He's uh, he's done pretty good. And speaking of premiers, my uh, my worst thing from this week is Jason Kenney, premier of Alberta, who said uh, I think today that. The he was not going to be able to insulate everyone during the pandemic, essentially signaling that some people were going to be left behind and to fend for their own when as they are losing their jobs and their businesses uh for things totally out of their control. Um and to when he says he's not gonna be able to insulate anyone, judging on Jason Kenny's track history, I would say that. That's going to be the uh, least fortunate of Albertans, and uh, he's going to focus most of his energy on bailing out big and dying companies like uh, oil companies.
1: Yeah, people who are uh, not in Canada, um, we should explain it. In Canada is Canada's most conservative province.
0: With the the, the NDP blip in there uh, from the previous election.
2: Yes, Alberta. It's, it's Canada's Texas. That's what yeah, that's what it said. Although Texas well, that's a whole other discussion, but Texas has been slowly becoming less and less conservative if you look at their at least their uh uh voting record.
0: Um but anyway, Dad, your best and worst. Uh yeah. I think the the best thing for me this week uh was those the doctors that were that, that stood out in the street and stopped that uh protest, I think it was it was in Colorado. The uh the protesters that were protesting the restrictions from the the coronavirus and uh the doctors just stood out there and blocked them. Uh, it's good on them. Uh it sucks. I'm not working either. That's half the reason we're doing the podcast. Um but but uh you know it doesn't replace the income, it kills some time. But uh but you know, it's it's what you have to do. It's a responsible thing to do and uh, especially now with the with the the new statistics coming out, thirty to fifty percent of the spreaders don't show symptoms uh which is crazy, so yeah, of course we still have to be careful about the um about the virus and and staying home and social distancing and all those things and and we need, we're gonna it's gonna be a while yet, and the worst thing for me was uh it was it was it was my wife's birthday this past week which is in itself is not a bad thing but when you, when you have to when you have to shop it it makes it difficult uh you know so we had to uh amazon is slow even so the the presents were late well, luckily the liquor store's open so I was able to get some booze and uh but she wanted a she wanted a a water bottle from Starbucks all oh, the Starbucks are closed you can't get in there, so we had to just go starbucks gift card and uh and uh yeah the 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 booze and then actually the amazon showed Ugh. up today so it's not it's not too late it's just uh three days late but uh still its it it was it was nor typically I'd go out and shop and and find something and uh it was it was a little bit restricting so it was yeah, after I just said we have to be careful, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. I get their frustrations, but mm-hmm. I, I wasn't one of the Yahoos. So I, I still, frustrating, but but necessary. Mary, I know it puts you on the spot a bit, but I don't know if you are prepared, but do you have a, a best and a worst?
1: Or Yeah, I think, you know, on a personal level, because I live alone and um, I have. Uh, been um you know sort of in my normal routine things are not nearly as difficult for me as they are for other people who are who are not used to this kind of isolation but one of the great things that happened for me this week in terms of my personal enjoyment was I joined a Facebook group called Save Sonoma County Restaurants and um I live in Sonoma County which is the original wine country we're next door to Napa mm. and I'm um, drinking we, we have
0: from from we have the, thousands yeah. of
1: restaurants. Some of the best restaurants in the world are here and we eat out a lot around here. And this Facebook group came together and there's there's about 5 or 6,000 members now. And all we do is talk about who's offering takeout and delivery and people post photos of what they got and it is as as one person said, it's like a totally positive Yelp. It's like if, if Yelp only had positive reviews, and it's been really uh, enjoyable. Gotta say,
0: that's really nice. And then my,
1: sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying that's nice. We're we're trying to do a like we've we've sort of done the same thing here. We try to eat out at least once a week, like order in or or delivery or whatever. Just at least once a week to help the the restaurants that are struggling around here too. Because there's a lot of good restaurants in Georgetown as well. But
1: yeah, big George- sacrifice
2: yeah georgetown and sonoma county they're about equal Similar, oh, on restaurants yeah,
0: yeah are the, <laughs> georgetown oh, yeah, ontario sure. so- many,
1: you got a couple of two three-star michelin places there in georgetown
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can't even get michelin tires here
1: <laughs> yeah no it's been it was great and then worst thing um well i think one of the worst things has to do with uh my illustrious president which we'll probably cover later on in another segment
2: oh yeah um
1: but I think the worst thing for me this week is is the WHO just coming right out and saying that, um, which I'm glad that they're being very forthright about this, but it's terrible. We don't really have those who have, have any immunity whatsoever. Um, there's no evidence at this point, one way or the other, which is really scary because, as you suggested, James, you know, there's going to be a, a lot of people out there saying um, Without realizing it. So that's, 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 it's, it's going to be a long, long row to hoe here.
0: Yeah. I just, you just sort of faded out there. It's what you said. Um, there's no evidence of.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. No. There's the, the WHO announced uh, yesterday or the day before that, that they, there isn't any evidence currently that shows that people who have had COVID 19. Uh, are not susceptible to to having it again. Right, that's what I thought you said, so it, it's just the speaker yeah. faded out,
0: so I just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure it oh, got yeah. a point. Yeah, yeah, that is scary, that is scary. And I, there was, wasn't there somebody in, in Wuhan that actually got it twice?
2: I think that was in Japan, but oh. I, did, I did read, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter where it was from, I did read that a person yeah. in the world, which is generally the affected area of a pandemic, uh, got generally. it, got it, Uh, again after already having it.
0: Yeah, that is scary stuff. Our next segment is uh, TNT, Trudeau and Trump. We have a unique perspective from my cousin Mary, who's a a Canadian living in the U.S., so uh, why don't we start with you? What are your thoughts of the Prime Minister and the President this week?
1: Uh, Hands down, Trump wins the week. (laughs) Um, His... His, uh, his uh, treatment suggestions, his, his pragmatic um, thoughts about how one might go about dealing with uh, COVID-19 using household products, things that you've got lying around. I think um, you know, I think that was a really big win for him. <laughs> Certainly got him a lot of, attention. <laughs> a lot of um, attention. Mr. Justin, oh, you know, I'm not a big fan uh, of, of Justin Trudeau or the Liberal Party. However, um, I, I think that he's probably the right presence um, right now during this pandemic. I think, you know, he's, he's very calm. He's, he, he comes across as relatively intelligent when he wants to. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think, I think he's been fine. He's just, you know, he's milk toast for me. You know what I mean? Like, he's not really here or there. What do you think, Dale? You, you know more about uh, current politics than I do, right? Oh, I don't know,
2: maybe. Um, the Yeah, I think that, um, you know, Trump's a hot mess, and nobody should listen to the things he he says. Um, and uh, I read today that even his closest aides and allies are pushing him to stop doing the daily briefings because they're such a mess, and I always feel bad for the smart, intelligent doctors that have to be around him and speak around him. and. They go out and say something, and he goes out and rambles and contradicts them sometime and you know, I feel so bad for dr fauci um as far as Canada goes um I agree, I think if you look at the leaders if you look at the leaders of the um four major parties that deserve to be in the federal house, so I discount the block because a separatist one province uh party should not be in the federal. Um, um, uh, House of Commons, so when I say that I mean the Conservatives, the Liberals, the NDP and the Green Party. If you look at the um, leaders at the last election, I would say the only person who might actually be equipped to handle this better is Elizabeth May, um, who, you know, leader of the smallest of those four parties by far. Um, But I've heard her speak, I've met her, she's a very intelligent woman, um, and she's a woman who bases a lot of policy decisions and what she's saying on science facts, listening to experts, so I really appreciate that, and I think that's something that you could use here. Um, I agree, I don't really like the Liberal Party, um, and I don't really like Justin Trudeau, but I think he'd be better than Jagmeet Singh of the NDP, and I like NDP more, but I just... I never found Jagmeet Singh to have that leadership quality of I can stand here and comfort a nation and be serious. Um, Whereas Justin Trudeau, for better or worse, he's charismatic and he has that and he can come across as intelligent when he wants to. And he is a calming presence. I think Jagmeet Singh would be fine, but it would be like a little like very passive and it wouldn't seem as uh, as much like the government has control and Andrew Sheer is a scary little man who I never want to hear speak in my life ever again um and uh, and outside of whether his presence would be anything the policies that I think they would be putting in place would be absolutely catastrophic
0: yeah i i think you know again i agree Trudeau's a bit he's fine he's fine he's doing i, lo- I like the policies he's putting a lot of the policies are great it, purely from a a selfish standpoint you know the the uh the c e f c r b yeah that's it you know that's great i get i get some money when i'm i'm at home that's great and uh when i'm unable to work and 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 now the the relief for students it's including students that graduated this year so so my daughter will be able to get because she can't work so she'll be able to get some income these are these are smart policies that uh are gonna help people out they'll help me help like it helps me out i'm just and so it'll help other families out which is great mm-hmm. um i think i think when when sometimes at least when trudeau goes for intelligent he hits condescending to me i it, i don't like the way mm-hmm. he speaks sometimes like the the part where he goes like this just like don't talk i know exactly dad. what you mean yeah,
1: yeah and of course his father pierre Elliott trudeau was a genius and was very condescending except the difference was that he could be because he was a genius yeah you know what i mean
0: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah justin is maybe just a couple of IQ points below and then i i just 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 so i'm clear are you guys were you guys being sarcastic about trump like should i stop drinking this javix <laughs>
1: injection is um I think oh, works it, yeah. a lot better oh, than just okay. drinking.
0: drinking or snorting uh, snorting comments and that was well. All right, yeah, snorting uh, comment is a real good idea. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to
1: write that one down. It's just in, it's in, um,
0: it's insane. It's insane. I watched the press conference and I I could not believe what I was hearing. It, you know, he, it it's just it's just unbelievable the, the things that come out of that guy's mouth and Apparently, his uncle was a really smart guy, though, if you hear him tell it. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, um, one thing about living in California is that um, California is the fifth largest economy in the world. So it's like being in uh, a whole separate country sometimes. And especially right now, the, 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 the whole point of this um, division between the powers of the federal government and the powers of the state they really come into play at a time like this yeah. because what state you're in is what's really important, uh, from, for, in terms of your day-to-day life. And, um, California is about the same size in population as Canada. And so we're, we're taking a lot of cues here from governor, uh, Gavin Newsom, who is an amazing guy, um, who will be president one day. I'm sure that's, he's made no secret of his ambitions, And he made his fame many years ago as the mayor of San Francisco when he decided he was just going to unilaterally allow gay marriage in the city of San Francisco uh, before it was legal anywhere else. And um, that's really what got that ball rolling. So he's an amazing guy, very intelligent. Um, and uh, he's done a fantastic job, so I'm just thankful that he's at the helm and I don't have to pay any attention whatsoever to what Trump is up to. That's yeah. good.
2: I, I want to come back to, to Gavin Newsom a little bit a little bit later, so keep him on the mind.
0: Next segment, we're going to talk about any, just other interesting events that happened this week, uh, anything that, it's, it's, it's sort of an open segment. I wanna I wanna say something that I, I meant to say last week. We we briefly talked about uh uh Todd and Karen, which are the, the parents of uh of Dylan's girlfriend Elizabeth. And I just wanted to send and, and I know Todd listened, so I just wanted to if you're listening to this one, I just wanna say thank you very much for, for having my son uh with you for uh three four weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. And uh and taking care of him uh during the the pandemic, so thanks for that. Thank you. Um, and and my wife also sends her thanks. We uh, we're, I'm spending a lot of time at home these days because, um, well, because I'm not working. What a coincidence! I'm also spending a lot of time yes. at home. <laughs> That's right. So so I've been making a lot of meals and 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 I've I've started making uh, a lot of homemade French fries. Well, not with every meal, but, but once or twice a week. So I take the potatoes, and 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 the best way to, to do the potatoes is the mandolin, right? Mm. So you, you you chop, get them all nice and like like fry shape with the mandolin, but you know you do it maybe three, four, or five times, and you using the guards and everything, and then you get comfortable, and something gets stuck, and then and then the mandolin wins, and you end up it, that thing Ooh. is it is deadly. That is a sharp machine.
2: See. When you said the mandolin earlier, I thought you meant the musical instrument. No.
1: And I did I was, too until I, until I thought about it. And then I thought it was really cute because you said the phrase you used was mandolin winds, which reminded me of that mandolin wind song. Remember?
0: Uh, no. no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was really confused because I know we don't have a mandolin in the house. And so I had no idea what you were talking about.
0: No, the mandolin is what it's called, the machine that I use to make the fries is called. Learn something new every day. Yeah. So now you've
1: got, so now you've got finger fries. Yes, <laughs> Sorry, they're finger fries.
0: There's a little bit of blood in those fries from the other day, but. Absolutely. And then the. Uh, yes, that's right. And also the, uh, it was Earth Day this week, so I just wanted to say uh, it was probably a good one since everybody's. Uh, shut down and not polluting so except uh, for we all
2: probably have our house lights on a lot more
0: yeah well i know we watch tv through earth day hour yeah but
2: uh isn't earth day and earth hour a separate thing or do they happen on the same day i should know this
0: yeah i don't know mary i can't remember oh geez. i i honestly don't I, know i I, 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 thought uh, earth,
1: I think it might be one hour on earth day
0: that's what i thought it was an hour on earth day like
2: oh i thought earth day and earth hour were different things on different days that seems a little
0: bit too much.
1: I should know this. <laughs>
2: I'm a registered member of the Green Party.
1: You're
0: getting
2: your like card
1: pulled. <laughs> you, you know that this was um, the 50th anniversary of, uh, of Earth Day. It started the year I was born, 1970. So there has been an Earth Day every year that I have been alive. Me oh, oh, too. Interesting.
0: Interesting. <laughs> Me too. I did not, I, I did think, not know I, that. I
1: don't think I've ever done anything to acknowledge Earth Day, which is shameful. But we different. normally try
0: to shut the lights off, but this year we did nothing. I feel like I feel like you need all <laughs> the all the hype and media and social interactions to make yourself aware mm-hmm. of Earth Day. And when everything's shut down and you're home alone, it just sort of went by unnoticed.
2: Yeah, which is a shame. But also this is probably one of the best years for the planet that we've had in a long time yeah, so, so far. I,
0: I feel I feel alright
2: about yep. it. Which means oh okay, and you know what? Yep, I think yep. Speaking of the planet Mary told me that the thing about the dolphins returning to the Venice Canal was fake, and I read that on a news network, a real one, not a fake one, um, but then I looked it up and I saw on National Geographic that it wasn't happening, and it was fake, and so I'm mad at CBC
0: now. And it was the Miami Dolphins that was in my, it was in Venice.
1: No. <laughs> I wasn't going to out you. I was not going to out you, Dil. That I know. Really wasn't. I I believe you
2: but also like I thought he was
0: right so he had to go back and look
2: yeah and I and I don't want to you know be wrong I I want to present as factual an opinion on everything as I can so um, I generally trust the CBC and other news networks uh, and then I think they're generally right but they uh, they dropped the ball on this one I guess yeah
1: just remember there's no difference between like the national and this hour has 22 minutes (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) That's fair
1: is that still on
2: the, the, this hour has 22 minutes yeah yeah, yeah. it's and it's not no, good no Rick Mercer though no
1: sadly so international
2: <laughs> <laughs> is Nolton Nash still on that? I don't know who that is both Nolton
1: Nash and Peter Mansbridge have finally
2: moved on uh, they, they moved in together and now they star in a sitcom. <laughs>
0: with Don Cherry I mean, as the person, neighbor.
1: The person that we all miss, although you're you're too young to remember, her Dale, is uh, Barbara Frum.
0: Oh yeah, Barbara Frum. Who
1: used to who used to host uh what was called The Journal, which was like they would do I think it was they would it's do 30 like, minutes of national news and then a 30 minute more like long form. It was a, uh, show right after that and she was the host. It was a, it's a lot like this podcast. A same level, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Barbara is actually our next our guest next week. <laughs>
1: Um, well you know who you could have is her her uh son david from is um a conservative he lives down here now and he's a conservative um talking head and oh. i think actually now he's he he's publisher or editor of the nation magazine or something but he seems totally liberal at this point you know given the state of our federal politics down here right
2: Ooh, yikes That's it rough. is
1: it is sort
0: of uh uh, the 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 Democrats down there basically are liberals. And well, are, it depends. Or they don't have. There's no. There's.
2: I mean, it's so wild. You get like the fact that you get Elizabeth Warren and uh, who's the Democratic senator from Massachusetts, if anybody doesn't know, and uh, Joe Manchin, who has less of a national profile, but he's the Democratic senator from West Virginia. Um, the fact that they're in Almost the same heaven. party is. Uh, uh, <laughs> The fact that those two are in the same party is crazy, because um, Joe Manchin has consistently been rated um, more conservative than the most liberal Republican senators. He is a hard, he's very hardcore conservative Democrat, and the fact that he's in that party is wild to me. Susan Collins is more of a Democrat, in my mind, than Joe Manchin. The, the US, I think, really needs four parties if you look at their politics. You could cleave each in two, a center-right and a center-left and a left and a right. A hard right. Yeah. Uh, there's another thing I want to talk about. I, because...
1: don't, I, don't with, I don't disagree with you at all, Dylan. I, I but that also goes back to the point I was making earlier about how important it is, um, you know, what state you live in really determines your, your sort of day-to-day life and politics.
2: hmm Now, I wanted to, to, to switch to the politics uh, of another country. Uh, Kim Jong-un. I don't know what's going on with him. You think he's dead?
1: I don't know. Wishful think.
2: (laughs) I've seen a lot of he's dead, and then I saw, no, he's in a vegetative state, in critical condition, and then I saw, no, he's walking around on a beach at a resort.
0: I don't Uh, believe the last one. That shouldn't be allowed.
1: During (laughs) pandemic.
2: Oh, I'm sure he's the only one. (laughs) Um, but (laughs) I, um... The big thing that everybody's freaking out about is that he missed the sort of celebrations uh, for what is essentially North Korean Independence Day, which is like his grandfather's birthday. Um, And he was supposed to be there, and he wasn't, which is weird, because he's normally there. And then he missed a whole bunch of photo ops. And so then naturally, I guess the next conclusion is he's dead. Um, Um. But there have been like conflicting reports from various... Sources such as uh, South Korean intelligence, American intelligence, uh, TMZ, uh, (laughs) um, you know. Dennis Rodman. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know what's going on, (laughs) but like it's a big deal when a nuclear armed country loses its dictator. Um,
0: It'll be interesting to see what happens for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, odds are all that will happen is a new leader. The next dictator in line. And and odds are not much will change. Odds are
0: he'll have a better haircut.
2: Uh, yeah well i heard it might be his sister um so who, she might um, have a better haircut she probably will um but you know big things happen when authoritarian regimes change when it went from stalin to khrushchev uh in the ussr there was sweeping changes and uh the whole process that he engaged in called de-stalinization so maybe we might have some de-kim uh, kim kim jong-unization
0: that's easy
1: to say. Well, yep. like, even going from Kim Jong even going from Kim Jong Il to Kim Jong Un, there, there were changes. Yeah, know? there were some changes for sure. Not not to the extent we would have liked.
2: Yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens in the coming days. Yeah. Maybe, Watch they'll, this space. maybe they'll maybe the weekend at Bernie's him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that?
2: No. <laughs> I know the premise. Okay. I know enough to make a joke.
0: You should see it. I we... want to. We watched Lethal Weapon this oh, week. Oh man.
1: Andrew McCarthy, right? Yeah.
0: Favorite. But we watched Lethal Weapon this week cuz we got time on our hands, so we went old school.
2: Yeah. It was fine. It, it wasn't 80s. Your
1: kind, movie. Movie, eh? yeah. Your kind of movie, eh? Your Kind of movie.
2: It was an, It was an 80s movie with 80s sensibilities.
0: <laughs> there was some there was a few lines that I like, "Oh, I don't even remember that." <laughs> and you know,
2: I think both Mel Gibson and uh, Danny Glover's acting has improved. Um, I don't think Mel Gibson should be allowed to act anymore based on some of his public comments. But that is neither here nor there right now.
1: Yeah, he's a dick. Uh, um, You're right. It's neither here nor there. Anyway, I want oh, to. Oh, sorry, we gotta keep the which how one? Clean do we gotta keep the language here. No, no, no it's, it's okay. Fine. No, no, no. I can
0: click explicit.
1: Right. I can click
0: explicit uh, when I upload it. So you know, it's fine. That the
1: uh, at least that'll increase your that'll should increase the listenership. Absolutely, a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: A little bit of colorful language. Um, the uh, which one is it? That Joe Pesci and they go through the drive-through. Is that two or three? Because that's the one that I want You're to actually, see. You, Anybody. You, I guess. You, you, you don't think, remember?
1: You think, you think I watched those movies?
0: You never saw them? No. I thought everybody saw <laughs> them. Not interested. If uh, you would
2: like to answer this question, please email us at nameourpodcasts <laughs> at gmail.com If you know the answer to this question, please and thank you.
0: You can't name it anymore. I, there, there was a couple of name suggestions that were pretty good. I think, I think my favorite was... Uh, XVZ like generation X versus generation Z. Oh, that's neat. Which was a good one. But uh maybe if we switch hosts not to offend you anchor. I know you're free right now, but um if 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 it ends up that we that we we you know, we keep doing this and we end up switching to something that's gives us a little bit more flexibility maybe we can change names but uh i think it's a big deal to change names at this point so oh yeah so it's it's dad's. yeah right. but yeah. that was that that was suggested by uh, a colleague of mine uh yasser Sheikh. so shout out to yasser mm-hmm. we did i i did like it i didn't share it till just this point but uh maybe maybe when we if 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 and when we we flip providers we might change names but for now it's stuck i i set it up it's dad's right and uh, you're gonna have to live with it <laughs>
2: All right, so for this next segment, we are just going to ask uh, Mary a few questions here to try to delve deeper into what it's like right now uh, south of the border, um, south of the Canadian border. If you're listening in our international viewership, it's somewhere else. And uh, just, uh, we're going to just toss out listenership, That's yeah, listenership. Um, I don't, well, they could be watching their screens, watching the sound, and it doesn't matter. Um, So anyway, I'm going to throw out the first question. Uh, So, Mary, I've seen right now sort of the uh, intelligent anti-Trump response is being uh, led, uh, as you've mentioned, on the state level from some state level uh, governors. And so I wanted to ask you uh, what you thought about how... um, Andrew Cuomo is responding to all of this, who, uh, at least from my perspective, has been the face of the governors working against Trump. And then if you could speak more on Gavin Newsom, because um, I I think I knew more about Andrew Cuomo than Gavin Newsom before going into this, and I'd heard a lot more mixed things, but I'd heard more positive things about Gavin Newsom, so you could just uh, speak what you, to what your thoughts are on uh, one versus the other and how they're each doing.
1: Sure. So, and and it's interesting that you bring up those two because there has definitely been a an East-West divide. Um, part of it may just be that the media tends to be a little more focused on what's happening on the East Coast. There's a time zone thing. There's an anti-West Coast sentiment that is kind of uh, subconscious here. Um And Andrew Cuomo has been fantastic. Um, I I have some friends who live in New York, and and everyone has been really thrilled with his performance. Um, You know, an Italian New Yorker is about the most um, ferociously competent person you can have uh, on your side in a a time like this. I like Andrew Cuomo. I like his brother Chris, who's a... um, Correspondent for CNN. I liked uh, their father father Mario uh, th- I, I think that I think they're a great family and and um, more power to him and um, Andrew Cuomo is someone that I think a lot of us would have liked to see Make a presidential run, but for whatever reasons um, He hasn't been as popular as he is right now uh, So amazing Gavin Newsom has has been getting a lot of attention here of course on the west coast not as much attention in the national media but i think that's starting to change he's a really interesting person he grew up in a, a family that um had foster children um just like you did james and uh he he i think he learned a lot i think his parents were very interested in social justice he's a smart guy he's he's very attractive and charismatic and in the past like you are james. Sometimes, you forgot
0: that part Sorry, what happened? You forgot to say like you are, James, after that part.
1: Oh, sorry, like you are, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, Very charismatic, nice guy. But he has been faulted in the past, including by me on occasion, for for coming across as too slick. Uh, Interestingly, his first wife was Kimberly Guilfoyle who's um an actress and and I think maybe a model and she now dates Donald Trump Jr. if you can believe that so talk about going in a completely different direction Um, he's remarried and has small children and um he's just he's just done a great job you know he's a smooth talker but very intelligent and 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 really good at forming partnerships especially (laughs) in California you've got to be able to form partnerships with the tech entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley and the very wealthy philanthropists who um, we have many of. And he's done that. So, yeah, I'm really thrilled with most of the governors. There's just been a few who um, are lunatics like Kemp in Georgia. Yeah. Now,
2: I've heard I've heard uh, speculation because Joe Biden has said that if he wins, he will be a one term president. Um, so 2024 Thank God. even. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Um But uh, so if Joe Biden wins or loses, we're probably looking at a 2024 presidential primary on the Democratic side. I've heard speculation that both Cuomo and Newsom might run. Uh, Who wins in that scenario, do you think? Oh, who would win the
1: primary? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it depends on how things play out with this pandemic over the next couple of 2-3 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure Andrew Cuomo would run, honestly. I'm certain that Gavin Newsom will run. Um, if Andrew Cuomo if if they both ran at this point, I think Cuomo would probably win.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. what yeah. that's what I've sort of heard. Um And so then my next question also sort of centers around reaction to the COVID-19 in the States. Um, I see some American politics and it just baffles my mind, like these massive protests uh, against lockdown restrictions, despite the advice of experts. Um, And like you said, Brian Kemp in uh, uh, Georgia and um, uh, DeSantis in Florida and, uh, I think whoever the governor of Alabama is, I know she's a woman, I can't remember her name, um, but these people who are just like pushing and pushing and starting to just open things up and letting people wander free and ignoring the advice of experts like Trump and supporters are just jumping right on board
0: and experts like Trump. No,
2: Sorry, <laughs> ignoring experts like Trump is ignoring experts. Oh. Um, and the people just jump on board and they're for it. And how How do you get to that point because we have some of that in Canada, but not nearly to the greet to the same degree. It's not a whole side of the political spectrum
1: yeah, I mean so we have about ten times the population in the u s that that Canada has it's about ten times and um but even even with that I, I I don't think you see as much of this in Canada. I mean, there certainly are a few wackos on the on the few yahoos far right of the Conservative Party um and the old social credit party in bc was a bit wacky um but i think that um i think that there is our constitution has put such an our u.s constitution has put such an emphasis on on liberty um over the common good Mm -hmm. um that 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 tends to get you in a pickle in a situation like this right just not having a national health system is 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 really problematic when you're trying to deal with pandemic yeah and the the other thing i would say about the southern states that that you you know you mentioned the governors of several southern states what value have the southern states traditionally put on life right How much that's fair but
2: can they so, not so uh, Go ahead. Can I not see, like, there's so much hypocrisy that I've seen pointed out over, say, their um, uh, quote-unquote pro-life stances on the abortion issue um, versus this liberty thing, which is putting so many lives at risk. And they say, um, you know, and we hear they're willing to sacrifice the elderly for the sake of the economy. And that was not exactly what was said, but it was pretty close. Um, And uh, all these things where they seem to be willing to throw life away and the other... Uh, on one stage and then not on the other there just seems to be so much hypocrisy and circular false logic when they make arguments that how how do people keep jumping on board that
1: the only thing that i can think because you know you you and i both grew up in families and in you know with with friends and neighbors who cared about social justice right Mm -hmm. cared about other people um that's just missing in in some circles, and and I think that um, I think that what happens is there's enough of a of a feedback loop from various news sources, and of course it's been exacerbated by social media. But Fox News is is telling folks over and over all day long that that their views are correct. Um, that that that, that you know they're not talking about hypocrisy; they're talking about the evil deep state and the evil, um, liberals. And, um, so people, people are having their views reinforced over and over again. Um, they're mm. not, they're not watching the same news that, that we are. Um, that's the only way I can explain it. It's just, it's so, it really is hard for me to understand that kind of thinking. I just, I don't understand any thinking that doesn't put the common good
2: yeah uh, ahead
1: of anything else.
2: Well, it's like you said, you know, and I I, in my poli sci 101 class, um, one of the things that was sort of pointed out as fun, if you know, if you look at two fundamental differences in our founding documents, Canada versus the United States, in the United States, it is famously, um, uh, uh, I say famously, and it slipped my mind immediately. It's quasi famous. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) It was famous. Liberty, something in the pursuit of happiness. What is it?
1: Mm hmm. Liberty and justice for all, but it, yeah. but, but it doesn't necessarily mean, but for all doesn't necessarily mean the same thing that we think it means, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yes,
2: um, but uh, in, in the Canadian version, the only sort of um, similar thing we have is uh, the Constitution promises peace, order, and good governance versus uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is what I was looking at, Yeah, and those are sort of two contrasting things, and maybe that's what we're seeing. I would definitely say we have more good governance up here right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, although, of course, it's really hard for me to understand how the Conservative Party could keep winning in Ontario, you know, like, where, where are all the, the good and kind people who keep electing the Conservatives? Yeah, you're talking um, about federally. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, because uh, Conservatives only just won after like 12 years of, of Liberals. One other quick yes or no type of question, because I'm just not sure. Are you a US citizen? No, no. Okay, I
1: have a green card. Okay, um, that's only because of my own laziness, though. I mean, <laughs> it, it's just in terms of, of sitting down and going through the application process, it you know it costs several hundred dollars, um, and it's just something I haven't gotten around to. You know, Neil Young mm-hmm.
2: just got uh, his. Who
1: you are? Cert- who you are certainly familiar with? Uh, <laughs> just became a, a citizen a couple of months ago.
2: Yeah, I saw um, that.
1: I think that was at the urging of his uh, a new wife, Daryl Hannah. Mm. Uh, I have a feeling a that she sort of put yep pushed him in that direction. So maybe I'll do the same. He, you know, he was here for um,
0: a number of years
1: fifty some fifty some odd years before he got his citizenship.
0: Okay, so you got time. Yeah, you know, Mary. I was. This is not part of the questions, but uh, I just. I, I spend more time than I normally do leafing through Facebook and, uh, somebody, uh, I think it might've been Julius, um, was talking about the, Julius uh, Topper? yeah, was talking about the, how he went to the voice piano and the guitar tour. Uh, and it just brought back memories. Cause that's the one we went to, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. Great tour. I still have the T-shirt.
1: Uh, you know, I don't remember it Julius Puckler at all. I remember I remember his older brother Rocky, who hung who was a fantastic musician and hung around with um, like my older brothers. Okay, a little bit. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, back to uh, my first question. I'm going to skip because it was sort of like how are your thoughts on the COVID crisis being handled in the states. But I feel like we've covered that, so uh, I, I think that. Statewide, you think feel like they're doing a good job. Most states, federally, less than good. But uh, is that I, think
1: a- that? I think that most states are doing what you would expect those states to do. Yeah, you know uh, what I mean. That's fair.
0: Yeah. Uh, next question is is this. Uh, obviously, there's a, a big election coming up now. Sanders is gone, so it's it's Biden versus Trump. Um, what do you think the chances of uh, of a second term for Trump are? I got a really bad
1: reputation four years ago because I just was constantly comforting my Canadian family and friends, telling them that there was absolutely no way Trump would be elected. Yeah. uh, I felt really bad after that. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing, Mary. I did the same thing with all my friends who knew know I follow politics. I was like, Hillary Clinton's going to win in a landslide, maybe the biggest Democratic victory since uh, FDR. And I was wrong. We were wrong.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would love this to be a landslide. I, in You know, one part of my brain says it has to be. How could it not be a landslide in favor of Joe Biden? But I just—I'm just—, I'm just I don't know. Nothing makes sense to me anymore. But also, um, the, just with the with
0: the gerrymandering and the and the and the and the electoral college, it's, it's almost impossible for a landslide. That's don't, true. don't you feel? Yeah, like you're it? right about that. Well, it's you're never right. Yeah, be you're right landslide. about that. that.
1: No, a probably not really a good think, a good thing to hope for at this point. Yeah, I think the last uh, landslide. I do think the was, Democrats will win.
2: I hope so. I think so. I think the last landslide was Reagan. That wasn't that long ago. Reagan. And and a, was, a lot of
0: gerrymandering since Reagan.
2: Yes, that's true. Fair enough. Mostly by him. Um, uh, so do you think what I've a lot of the reading I've done has said that um, if Wisconsin goes blue, then Arizona will give Biden the presidency and will and Arizona will turn blue. What do you think about that?
1: I think that could I think that makes sense.
2: Um, I think uh, I think Arizona will turn blue. I think it will turn blue uh, on the federal level. I think they'll also elect a second Democratic senator, Mark Kelly. He's an astronaut. That's cool. Um, So people might vote for him. Um, But I've read I've read that uh, the thing with the Electoral College that I've noticed is most states you don't even need to pay attention to because you know how they're going. And it's uh, Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and uh, these days, Arizona that you need to watch. Is that more or less right?
1: Yes, and you know, in in a way, that's it's kind of awful. We know which way uh, California is going to go. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's it's American elections are always really entertaining in terms of you know it's such a big puzzle. Yeah. Um, and trying to figure out how how each piece is going to fall is 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 fun. Um, you know, I I used to really I, I before Trump I enjoyed elections a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't a little, seem to a have scary. kind of, uh, yeah. you know. I, I was one of the people who, when George W. Bush was elected twice, um, once, I hmm? well, I, yeah, well, he, well, he was
2: elected <laughs> once, and then the other time <laughs> once, he got sorry. in by essentially cheating. Right.
1: Well, elected once by the people, and once by the Supreme Court. Yeah.
2: Um.
1: But but at the time, my feeling was that that people on the left were being a little bit too. Um, you know the sky is falling. The sky is falling because ultimately he was a Bush, and I and I felt that you know he was only gonna cause so much uh, trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never imagined anything like Trump. Like, uh, um, and if it weren't for Dick Cheney, I don't think George W. Bush's presidency would have been quite as horrific as it was. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say Bush um,
2: wasn't was never scary. It was Cheney.
1: Yeah. Did yeah. you see? Did so you see I don't know. I, I just I, I everything has gone out the window with Trump's mm-hmm. presidency. You know, like it's just there's no playbook for anything anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I I just don't know. I'm afraid to make a prediction. But who do you think he's going to pick for a running mate? <laughs> well, I was just about to ask you if
2: you think it's going to make like if it might make the difference between winning or losing for him. Um, I I've said from. The beginning when there was twenty-four Democrats in this primary have said if Joe Biden wins, he's picking Kamala Harris as his running mate. I still feel pretty comfortable with that. Um but I think another smart choice would be Tammy Duckworth. Uh US Democratic Center from mm-hmm.
1: Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am familiar with her. I I, th- I think it's always a good um choice to pick to pick someone from the military. Mm-hmm. With a military background. Yeah. I think that's always wise. Um I don't think it's going to be Stacey Abrams, even though she's campaigning pretty hard for herself right now.
2: Yeah, I agree, it won't be.
1: I don't think he. I don't think he has to pick a black woman. There, there. You know, there. People are sort of um, uh, would like him to do that, and I'd be happy with Kamala Harris, but. I don't think he has to do that. I mean, because I think Joe Biden has such sway with the African-American community already. He has Mm -hmm. such loyalty from them that I don't think he necessarily has to pick a black woman. But I would be happy if he did. Yeah,
2: I think Um, if you look at demographics, uh, a name I saw today and I forget it because I didn't know it before I saw it today. But whoever the governor of New Mexico is, um, uh, a woman... She's she's Latin American, and uh, people are saying that it could help him with that vote, which is somewhere where Sanders uh, wiped the board with him.
1: Yeah, but, you know, again, I don't think he needs help there. What um, are the options? I think, think Latin Americans will vote
2: for Trump? They might not I vote.
1: I don't think he needs help with Latinos or with African Americans. I think where, what he needs help with are um, white men.
2: Yeah, um, but if you pick... Of the
1: uh, more blue collar.
2: Yeah, but if you pick... Well, I mean, he's got to pick a woman, which automatically makes, uh, statistically, makes men uh, less likely to vote for them. Um, and uh, and I think to do that, he has to pick somebody slightly more conservative than he is, and uh, get to appeal to the type of people you're talking to. And I think that in the long run, that'll be detrimental to him because he is seen as the, he was seen as the most sort of... Uh, moderate lead contender in the primary and uh, i think he has to appeal to the changing democratic demographic which is the more liberal um all the way to democratic socialist side of the party
1: yeah but do you think kamala harris could take him there i don't know if she takes him
2: there i i would say he, he he she doesn't take him there automatically but um like or all the way but he has to also pick somebody that he can work with that he mostly agrees with so i think kamala harris is a little bit more left-wing than him, can appeal a little bit more to progressives than he can, but also has a moderate history that she can run on to appeal to some of the uh, um, more moderate people. Like, she was very tough as the Attorney General of California, I think it was, on um, uh, drug crimes and um, marijuana convictions mm-hmm. and things like that.
1: Yeah she I, she's a fantastic debater too i mean i think clearly if she were the vice presidential candidate she would win those debates yeah unlike no tim kane
2: who was you know even i wa- when i watched the vice presidential debate between tim kane and mike pence i'm very left-wing and i walked away thinking mike pence won that debate tim kane was a mess uh,
1: you may not remember when joe biden uh was up against um
2: sarah palin or he, ryan? paul ryan it was Sarah Palin for What's John that? McCain. It was Sarah Palin for John McCain, and it was Paul Ryan for Mitt Romney.
1: It was Paul Ryan. It's the Paul Ryan debate. Uh, yes, it's the Paul Ryan debate where he just roasted him, um, and it was especially on um, internet on foreign relations. Who and roasted got into who? This whole Biden. argument of beep Netanyahu. I don't know if you remember that, James. Anyway, he, uh, Biden was a good debater too. Yeah, he might have lost some of that eight years down <laughs> oh, the line, but the uh
0: the, the, and the other thing about uh you, just looking at the, the debates from the last election the, the rules have changed right if you're debating trump it's not a debate it's a screaming right. match it's uh it's a name calling a mm-hmm. uh, yard brawl
2: and i think joe biden can meet trump on that level honestly i think he's he can move he can do a serious debate and do i think he can to? i don't necessarily well, want him to but i don't know
1: I agree, Dil. I think that, that Biden is actually capable. I think he's been in politics for so long that he is actually more capable of, like, standing up there and just kind of laughing at Trump and mm-hmm. not getting pulled in.
2: Yeah, all right. So just as we uh, end out today's podcast, a few extra long podcast, yeah, extra extended long. <laughs> edition. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Um, oh, no, no it's fantastic. We had a great time.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure the listeners have. They're they're all home. Yeah,
2: and at the end of the day, who cares what they think? <laughs> True enough. <laughs> um, keep listening, please. Um, yeah. Okay. So a few parting thoughts before we go. Uh, I guess you know, as much as we keep talking about the COVID 19, and it keeps affecting our lives and it's still scary and it's still frustrating a lot of the numbers that we see at least in canada show that things are getting better um social distancing and self-isolation is beginning to work we've had a few provinces now some of the smaller ones but still uh, who have reported days upon days of no new cases Uh, ontario recently passed more recovered cases than active cases and these are important milestones and we have to keep working at it it doesn't mean we're done but things are getting better and uh, also i hoped i never had to say it but biden 2020. mary any parting thoughts
1: yeah first of all i just want a little shout out to um, my sister's main uh, client jean who's in lakeside uh, nursing home and um she uh, usually is tended to by my sister and by her daughter, Julie, and they have not been able to get in there for a few weeks now. And every Thursday they go with a phone and they stand outside the window and they have a call with Jeanne uh, through the window and she is holding up great. There are no cases at her uh, facility. So I just wanted to uh, shout out to Cindy and to Jeanne to stay strong until things are open up again. And the only other thing I wanted to mention, uh more to Jamie than to Dylan, although he's your namesake, Bob Dylan has a couple of new songs out during this pandemic that are worth a listen, James, if you haven't heard them yet.
0: I have not, but I will listen. And I mentioned last in the last podcast that one of my favorite things about this this time is the music that's being released. It's been it's been amazing. Did you see Farm Aid?
1: I did watch Farm
0: Aid. Farm Aid was great. Yep, did was great. have you seen the the Micah and Lucas Nelson cover of "Use Me."
1: You got that from me.
0: I got that from I you. I posted it, so you've seen it. Yep. That was incredible. Yeah.
1: Lucas. Yeah, incredible. Lu- Lucas and Micah and Willie being, you know, uh, sheltering in place together. They're so they've been playing together for so long that they can just sit down and and uh, and pull anything out of a hat. They're amazing. On they that, were the stars of Farm Aid for sure. Yeah,
0: they were. I was a yeah. Neal Neal's getting up there. It, it was good, but he's getting up there. Uh,
1: well, yeah, and he also they can't live stream. They're up on a mountain in, uh, oh, in Telluride. That's
0: why it wasn't live streamed. I was yeah, wondering. Yeah, they don't why. have the
1: bandwidth to live stream oh, from up okay. there. So they have to record it.
0: Oh, okay, that's why. I was I was one. I was curious about that because I'm like, there's no way this is live. But yeah, Willie Willie and Luca. And what was Micah? What instrument was Micah playing in that Use Me?
1: I have no idea.
0: It was awesome though. Micah.
1: Micah plays everything that, Um he and he and Neil have a really strong connection um and if if Niels Lofgren is not able to go out and tour with Crazy Horse once this is all over because he also is obviously tours with Bruce Springsteen if he's not able then Micah will take that 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 position oh that'd be, which good. Would be great.
0: yeah well uh I just want to say uh once again thanks for listening and in, in this uh pandemic time you know it's 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 important to celebrate the little things like for example i got my truck in the garage this week it was very exciting wow yeah very exciting
1: you just did you just throw everything that was in there outside or <laughs>
0: a lot of it went to the dump to be fair but uh you know finding everything in its place and uh that sort of thing so it, we're, we're we're tidying up so it's it's all good. nice
1: Great to talk to you guys. I sure miss you a lot. And I think about you all the time. And uh, I can't wait till we can see each other in person again.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Oh, Dylan's got something.
2: This episode has been brought to you by Clorox Bleach. Clorox Bleach, we're still deadly if you drink us.